Hello, it's Friday the 28th of July on the year of our Lord 2023. I'm back. I know I said I'd endeavour to do a show every day whilst Kat was away. Well, that didn't happen. I did have my daughter's graduation and then we had protesters on the line when I'm coming back from Bristol. I mean, I don't know, ironically, if it was stop oil on the train lines, but who knows? Um, so it was all a bit horrendous, but I'm back and I'm making up for the few days with the best guest in the world. Somebody I can now call a dear friend, the one and only superwoman, Kimberly Isherwood. Hello. How you doing, Lou? How, thanks for having me back, lovely. Oh, it's, you're very welcome. You know, this is your, you've got this platform whenever you need it, my love. So we haven't done an update since we had a little day trip. Just yourself, Lucia and me. Uh, we all took a day trip to London, didn't we? We got invited to the launch of Bad Education and their case against the Department of Education. So Kim, tell us what you took out of it. Tell us about it, what you, what your thoughts were. And also I want to hear about the train journey home. So as you know, Lou, I, I'm skeptical anyway, you know, I'm a child from the streets, um, screwed over by the system from a young age, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm quite skeptical um, when it comes to politicians and politics and things like that. So it takes a lot to, uh, I'm more of an observer then than, than a name dropper or trying to get in there. But from my observations, my feelings and everything that was going on, there were some really good people in that room. Um, we had the opportunity to meet the wonderful Claire Page who challenged the, um, the ICO, is it the, the um, the information commissioner's office. So Claire Page was there with the lesson resources, obviously Anna Lautfi as well, Dr. Anna Lautfi, who is leading this case against the government. Um, it was just wonderful. I, I, I got a, a lot from that. I had a, a quick chat with Anna as well afterwards. As you know, she's been trying really hard to pin us down. Um, but you know what it's like outside Lewis, just manic. So we came from there with some really um, positive things. We did not go there for validation because, as you know, we had plans moving forward anyway. We're now setting up as advocacy, social advocacy. We are well overqualified for that role. So we, we were going down that route anyway to empower the parents. And obviously these discussions with Anna, um, we didn't just get the validation. We wasn't even seeking for it anyway. But we almost had our fingers bit off with our ideas. So that was wonderful. So plans here in Wales are being, um, well, they've been launched all over the UK. So we've got Dr. Anna Lautfi, then the barrister for um, Bad Law Project and Reclaim Education. She is going to oversee the training that we put together for England. We met a wonderful man there, Lou. It was our first time to connect with somebody from Northern Ireland. As you know, we've, we've got a connection with Southern Ireland. You've sorted that out for us. But yeah, so we, we seem to have reached all four corners of the UK now. Um, there will be four different training packages out there to empower parents. They will be fully qualified to support each other. And we are pretty much gonna clog up the system now from the bottom up. So what we got from parliament was, it was nice to see, um, it was nice to see people doing things, ordinary people, down to earth people, um, and, you know, people who understand that children cannot be cannot wait to be um, saved, really. But as we know, Lou, it's taken three years to go through the judicial system with our, our case. We don't know how long it's going to take for Anna and her case. 
And that's why the work that we are doing now is so important. Anna's going to be inundated with parents and concerns, which, as we know, she's not going to possibly have time to deal with. She, you know, that's, that's to be honest with you, it's below her pay grade. You know, we, we need to get the best out of the people. So Anna needs to stay where her skills are. And then us at the ground, we deal with the people on the ground. So we've got a massive job to do. It's more um, away from the public eye, which is what I am more comfortable with anyway, you know. Um, so, yeah, great things going forward. We had a great response there. We bumped into Charlie Colchester from Let Kids Be Kids. He's joined our UK-wide coalition, taking us up to 19 groups. I think we come away from there, Leo, with... Um, well, with a great feeling. Yeah, Let's just say yeah. we come away from it with a great feeling, you know. There was a lot of positivity there. And as you know yourself, I was poorly. You was rushed. Um, you, you literally arrived in London 20 minutes before the event. So it was a bit of um, a bit of a plan I get in there. Touch and go if we'd make it. But I am glad that we made it. And it's been worth the two weeks in bed being poorly afterwards. It definitely was. Yeah. Now you had a really interesting journey home because I shot off five minutes before, uh, well, a bit before you guys. Um, you you ended up having to stay around because they wouldn't let you on the train because of your tickets. But when you said you had an amazing train journey home, you literally had everybody engaged on in the carriage. Tell us how that went. Yeah, so as you know, I, I'm, I've got a loud voice. Um, I can't tone it down. It's just, it's just the way I am. So yeah. it doesn't matter. There is no such thing as a quiet conversation with me. Um, so if I start speaking, as you can imagine, the whole of the carriage can hear it anyway. Um, we had got gotten on the train. It was difficult to find somewhere to sit at first. And you know, Lucia, she can speak to anybody anyway. So the conversation started in the doorways when we were stood up. Lucia was engaging with a lovely man from Swindon. Um, he asked what we were doing in London. The conversation went on. Massive, great feedback. We, we then had a seat, so we managed to sit in the carriage. And we start, um, as we went to sit down, the lady said, excuse me, you were just in Parliament. Well, it just so happens that this particular lady is one of the parents on the case. She was sat next to a teacher on the case. So as you know, Anna's keeping them um, anonymous. She's not putting them in the public eye. So even though we were in parliament with them, we had no idea who they were. So obviously on the way home on the train, we started having conversations with them. And because we were like a few seats apart, it was difficult really not to hear us. Uh, they, they were trying to whisper on some parts, but, um, you know, we, we got nothing to hide. We got nothing to be ashamed of. So why should we be whispering? Well, that that lovely pair got off then, um, I think, in Reading. And um, another guy then approached us. And as he was walking up the carriage, and this was just a guy, I'm assuming he's in the building trade, just by the way he was dressed. Um, and he whispered to us, he said, just to let you know, he said, um, there are only two genders and there's more people behind you than you think. So I said, give that man a leaflet, Lucia, give that man a leaflet. And off he went. But with that, there was another guy sitting opposite us and he was more business minded. He was doing a lot of work on his laptop and he had shifted from the side of us to in front of us. You know, understandable that a table had become free and he had his laptop. So nothing thought about it. And then a couple of minutes later, he stuck his head between the seats and he said, I hope you don't mind me asking, but um, 
was you doing in Parliament today? And we told him, you know, and he said to us, he said, I got to say, he said, you're very, very brave being able to sit here like this and speak publicly like that. But obviously I didn't re- realise it's the tone, isn't it? And Lucia whispered to me, I'm so glad you're loud. So we managed to, we had these long in-depth discussions about the sex education, the gender ideology, the queer theory. And as you can imagine, this, this carriage now was coming from London. So it's going through Red and Swindon, Bristol. You're picking up all sorts of people, you know? And there was not one single person um, who disagreed or challenged us in any way at all. But also, I don't think they had grounds to because we spoke, you know, um, truthful facts and common sense. So we did have a lot of support from the train ride home, but I'd also I'd also make a bet as well. And we've also educated a lot of people, you know. So right until the moment we come out of the train station, these conversations were going on. So it wasn't until we got off the train, these conversations continued right the way through the station onto the car park, you know. So it was very much a really positive response. Like I said, we were reaching people from London to the far end of Wales, Carmarthenshire. You know, that is wonderful. I even commented to Lucia, I said, Lucia, should we just go on trains from now on? As I was about because to say, we should all just take like a, a group of us, we'll take a train journey somewhere, each one decide a destination and just be talking on it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, I mean, honestly, it just, the, we just got so much great stuff from that. And as you know, I didn't know if I could make London the Wednesday night before, my eyes were streaming. I was having these massive, violent sneezing fits. And I was just, I had visions of waking up Thursday morning saying, girls, I can't make it. Yeah. But Thursday morning came. I could stand up. I thought, right, we can do this slow. Lucia booked us an earlier train, which allowed us almost two hours really to get across London, which we needed. You know, um, I couldn't have done what you did, Lou. I, I would have really, you know, things myself. You know off. me. <laughs> you know um, The last year was really us. Do you know what I mean? The last minute thing going in uh, by the skin of your teeth. But we did uh, pre-plan because it was just the two of us. It was such a good event. We forgot to give out leaflets. <laughs> I but, know. Uh, but Lucia kind of remembered on the way out. So Lucia managed to give out a few. So thank God for Lucia. She always keeps us together. But yeah, what a wonderful, what a wonderful day. Great feedback. Um, we've actually been inundated with work ever since. But as you know, I have not been able to lift my head off a pillow. I'm not, my phone has been on Do Not Disturb for the whole two weeks. Yeah. So um, we, like I said, we've been, we're in demand. <laughs> There's a lot of people trying to contact us, trying to access us. And um, yeah, we are working together. And I just want to reinforce the fact that I guess, guys, I am sceptical. I don't believe 100% in any single person. I believe if you believe 100% in a person, then you've got nothing else left to build from if you've wasted all that trust, you know? So I always like to keep a little bit back. I never trust anybody more than 99%. Um, So yeah, I am sceptical. I will remain sceptical. I will never side with a political party, but... This is our second um, visit to Parliament. The first one was with a Conservative member. This time it was with a Reclaimed member, Andrew Bridgham. So I just want to categorically state there is no political affiliation. 
there we are the people people orientated grassroots this is the way i'm staying and this is the reason why i'm not very well liked in the political realm because i cannot be bought and this is something as that i use as a badge of honor as well i don't mind being called a crazy i don't mind being called an extremist sticks and stones will break my bones you know right. it's not my fault they're intimidated by us yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, the only thing I'm going to say, I mean, I, I feel exactly the same. I have been boosting the Reclaim Party recently because they seem to be the only people. Andrew Bridgen is the only person standing up in Parliament asking the questions that need to be asked and actually wanting to do something to get this demonic, demonic curriculum away from our children. I mean, the kids don't want it. We saw the, the girl who was um, it was on uh, Turning Point UK, Nick Tenconi's video, where a teacher goes up to a young girl who we now found out was only 13. Yes. And started having a go at her because she said that, you know, there's only two genders and her mum would agree. And then the teacher's actually having a massive go at her, yes. saying how, how disturbing it is that, you know, they think there's only two. I mean, it, it was shocking. So the children don't want it. I mean, this it just goes to show why they're focused on the little ones, because the teenagers are, are wising up to it. OK, let's get it into their heads when they're so young. So, you know, well, we actually met that young lady, didn't we? Exactly. Yeah, we did. We actually met that young little hero, as Lawrence called her. Um, and she's she's a phenomenal kid, you know, to have, have that kind of courage to stand up and do that. Now, I have a child with that kind of courage, but I also have a child who is so, so caring, so considerate of other people's thoughts and feelings that he wouldn't dare, he wouldn't dare upset a teacher by walking out. He wouldn't want to upset them. He wouldn't want to offend them. So, you know, you've got one parent, the children have been raised the same, but you've got two completely different outcomes. Absolutely. So I have one child, like, like well, in actual fact, you have said it time and time again, these videos we keep watching, you know, that video with the Muslim children as well. Yeah. You've got children filming it, okay? You know, I can guarantee if this was my son's school, my eldest son, these videos you're all watching, okay? I can guarantee that at the end of that video, you'll see me walking in through the hole in the background because my son would have made it his business to email me, right? You know what I mean? My son would have made sure that I was there. And um, now my elder son does have additional needs. Now that is the group of um, children that's most under attack. But I also know from experience, um, I used to, there was a guy, what was his name? He used to work for inclusion for Pretend Council. So he used to do a lot of this additional needs work with my son. And he actually had a niece. Now, when my son was eight, his niece was about 15. And they had somebody to come in to do a sex education talk. She shot up, abusing him sick, calling him a paedophile, right? Now, when this guy was explaining what had happened in this teacher's meeting that I was in, I actually started laughing and nobody found it funny. But... Um, I actually understood where that child came from. And I actually understood that that child was right. So you've got children with additional needs that are, that are very, very vulnerable to this. But then you've also got those children with additional needs who once they sense the tiniest thing is wrong, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, you can be the most respectful, loving, kind person in the world with all the greatest of intentions, 
But those children are going to rip shreds off you because in their eyes, you are a pedophile. And that's just the way it is, you know? And we're also seeing now um, children are being punished for not engaging in these activities. Well, um, there was one case where uh, an additional needs child has been punished for not calling the teacher a supply teacher mix instead of Sue. Now, this has happened in Devon, Lewis. I don't know if you picked up on this, but that is a serious offence. That is a serious offence because that's the, because you can't expect a child anyway to go from calling a, a male sir, 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 to all of a sudden one person comes in and now they want to be called mix, right? So for a start, that is unfair. That is totally unfair. You yeah. can't expect children to change everything they've known their entire lives. But to challenge and give behavioural points to an additional needs child, that is a, that is an offence. You yeah. have broken the law. You've discriminated. Now, every piece of education legislation out there tells you you cannot um, you cannot punish a child with additional needs if their behaviour was part of their symptoms. Now, I mean, come on, he is he, processing is part of their symptoms. So you yeah. can't give that child behavioural points for not being able to process something that an ordinary child wouldn't be able to process, you know? Even so some even, adults wouldn't be able to process. Well, you know, it takes me back to the whole um, child sexual exploitation. You know, we've had years and years and years where children were called child prostitutes. And oh. then all of a sudden they changed and they wanted to see these children as victims. And now suddenly they're being sexually exploited. Well, if you've had a police officer there for 15 years calling them child prostitutes, dealing with them as child prostitutes all those years, and that goes up until Friday, but then on Monday they suddenly become victims, do you honestly think those, those police officers' way of thinking is going to change over the weekend? No, it's not. It's absolutely not. So to be expecting a child, to be expecting a child to suddenly change with a policy or go along with somebody's feelings, something that's completely out of everything they've ever experienced, everything they understand, that to me is criminal. That is indoctrination, 100%. Yeah, agreed. Totally agreed. So well, what's going on with the campaign and Public Child Protection Wales at the moment? So obviously uh, they turned you down the right to appeal. Um, what's going on there? Is that kind of closing? Is it going to go any further? What's, right. What is next with PCP? So I just want to clear this up. We only went to court to try and get back our parental rights. There was never any way, we was never challenging a theory or an agenda within our case. We were only ever trying to make it manageable. So as you know, we've lost our parental rights. They've used case law from around Europe to say, parental rights don't exist. If they did, they were a tiny thing. So the risk we have there, we go into um, a European court is, they've used European case law to say parental yeah. rights don't exist. We don't want to run the risk of this European court saying, this is wonderful. What, what Welsh government have done here is wonderful. Everybody should follow because in black and white, it looks good. But when you look at the judgment itself, it is on our side, this side with us. So there's things in there like this needs to be appropriate for each child. 
Now, it does state that on the legislation anyway, but this High Court judge has underlined these parts, okay, of this legislation. They've underlined these parts of the code. They cannot indoctrinate your child. They cannot teach your child something which is not age and developmentally appropriate. They're not allowed to infringe on your philosophical and religious beliefs. So all of these points are there within this legislation. What we now need to do, and they can't argue it because it's been reinforced by a high court. So yes, it was legislation before, but now it's double reinforced, you know? So our role now is we are, um, putting together a very simple presentation, a training package on advocacy to empower parents, showing them exactly what this legislation means for them and how they can use it. We are supporting parents and putting together their own cases. So there will be legal cases against individual teachers, schools, local authorities and government officials, okay? That is still going ahead. This wow. case law now has paved the way for low-income families to be awarded legal aid as well. So these cost risks, we've eliminated those from many people's lives, you know. Um, we've paved the way now with this case law. So it's very much a case for us of putting our knowledge, simplifying our knowledge and putting it into people's heads. And we've got four weeks to do that because the last two weeks of the holiday is where we are um, getting ready for action. So we really are going to clog up their systems now. As you know, here in Wales, we've only got 22 local authorities. We have all 22 fighting now. Up oh, until fantastic, because I wanted to ask you, it's always been, we've got 22 authorities and we've got 21 actors, but I've always said, what about the 22nd? Yep, so, so we've what done about that. the 22nd, Kim? <laughs> so we have got a person now from Flintshire, which was the last one. And obviously, because they are the only person in that group, we've connected them to Wrexham and, um, oh gosh, Denbenshire. So um, so it's, it's just a case of, of building up, building up, building up, connecting. We are the only country in the world with 100% of the country fighting. And that is something to be proud of. So we are causing them problems. We're going to be causing them problems from the bottom up. This court case took our attention away from the people to deal with the formalities. That's behind us now, guys. We can come back, we can do what we were meant to do and that's support our people in our land with their families. Um, this is grassroots slow and we are going to form a movement like they have never, ever seen before. It was a movement that got us into this mess, but that movement needed 80 to 100 years to actually gain some real clout. We only need 80 to 100 weeks, and we already got the whole country fighting. So um, bring it on. Um, bring it on, that's all I gotta say. We are ready for that. So the other side, you know, the, the guys pushing this agenda, the demons pushing this agenda, they seem to have all of these uh, lobbyist groups, all sorts of people backing them so they can get the education into the schools. Have we got anything to counteract that yet? Is there, are you seeing in the background that there are companies, maybe corporations, maybe people with very deep pockets that are going to come alongside everybody, shoulder to shoulder, fighting at this side and counteract what they're putting out have is there is there anything like that in the works kim 
Right. Um, there are groups, global groups out there and stuff like that. So you've got Family Watch International and stuff like that. But in a simplified answer, I'm going to say no. And the reason why I'm saying no is because there's nothing that I am aware of. There's nothing here that I'm aware of. And to tell you the truth, with my three years experience now, I wouldn't trust them anyway. We've had experience with organizations around the UK who have purposely sidelined us. They have purposely removed us from documentation. Wow. Um, I'm not going to say no more on that. So we know, we know who is, um, who's out for the children and we know who is out for themselves. So to tell you the truth, there is only one group that's going to counteract this and that group is the United Kingdom. We, that we don't need an organization with lots of money um, fighting them simply because the people we are fighting, they are the human disgrace. All we need to do is expose them. Yeah, I think I would go as far as saying 90% of those people have got skeletons in their closet and they've also got stuff on their hard drives. Their personal lives are absolutely disgusting. They are absolutely no role model for a child. So all we need to do now, they've made our work very easy for us. We just expose these people for who they are. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the uh, thing is, you see, a lot of these people are um, their families won't even know what they get up to in their private lives. You know, that they're going to make up their families. Are they these educational people? They're doing this, they're doing that, they're doing the other. You know, but a lot of stuff they do and they wouldn't want their grandmother to see it. So, I mean, come on, look at that Ian Timbrell, for instance. That Ian Timbrell now was left the primary school to work as an educational consultant on RSE. And um, he likes to parade around in... Um, sexual heels for the eight-year-olds in school well the moment I dressed up the same as Mr Timbrell and paraded myself around in his clobber he shut down his social media this is the approach now we expose these people for who they are it's as simple as that yeah. us at the ground we are the ordinary folk we do have a past we do have a history and is that past and that history which has made us who we are today so there's absolutely nothing they can do to us Louise because we that's it you know we are an open book which it, is it doesn't matter when it comes to the children the cards are like the gloves are off you know it oh, doesn't, yeah. oh you yeah chuck whatever you like it doesn't matter when it comes to the safety of our children chuck anything you want these people are working against they're trying to take away the values of your family they're trying to take away your children they're running out of defence. So, you know, they, they tried the homophobe card. That's, that's one thing. The racism card, that's one thing. The far-right extremist card, that's one thing. Now they say an aggressive. Do you know what? If they want to say we're aggressive and that is supposed to be negative, I'd wear that crown. I'd yeah. wear that crown. Because the truth of the matter is, we, sh we should... We should be dealing with mass violence with what's happened to children and under the watch of Alfred Kinsey, Wardle Pomeroy, John Money, Michael yep. Foucault. You know, all, the, the list is endless. There should, there sh you know, these guys, these guys should have been hung years ago for what they have done to children, you know. So yeah. um, there should have been a floor a long, long time ago. So as far as I'm concerned, we are very reserved. We're very reserved. We are. I mean, the country's being very reserved. I mean, again. And, and if they want to call us aggressive, do you know what I'm going to say to that? I think you've spelled assertive wrong, love. 
Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that because that, that's their final card now, Lou. RTE did it with Andy as well. This is the new aggressive way of protesting. Well, do you know what? It's working. It is working. It, it is, is working. When you're in aggressive way of protesting, and then you look at the riots during the summer with the BLM and Antifa yeah. activation. Okay, you tell us what's aggressive. Exactly. Exactly. Because people walking into a library reading the school books, a, a group of parents handing out leaflets to warn other parents that their children are being exposed to very dark pornography, gender ideology. You know, then you compare these people, the Antifa and uh, and the BLM lot. I mean, you then you come back and tell us. But of course, the mainstream media, they don't report on this. Um, they won't report on this. I just want to know, I haven't seen it yet. So I've been speaking to Mark Thacker on Facebook who put a recording up and I didn't know who Greg Wallace was. Apparently he's a, a, he's a chef. And apparently on Monday night, he did a show about human meat factories. Did you see that? Did you see any of it or have you heard anything? Yeah, I have, I have seen clips of it. So it was supposed to be satire. <laughs> supposed to be, but... Um... I like this is the second time now I've seen something like this in recent weeks, Lou. And if you look at all the bloody um McDonald's um scandals and stuff like that, look, they are they are harvesting humans, you know, whether this whether this program is is for a joke or not. We know what's going on. Look at the look at the great hospitals in this country, the ones who were done for, for taking children's organs, dead babies' organs without the parents knowing. You know, I think it's about time now that people woke up that this stuff is not a joke. No. They are doing stuff like this, do you know what I mean? And, it's, and we have never had any convictions. Every single time one of these scandals comes about, you know, when somebody bites into a burger and they've got a human tooth in there, um, I, th I think it's time to start shutting these places down. Definitely. With that, I mean, we the, the, the people, I know the majority of people listening to this already know this, but they are after our children on every single level, even before they come into the world. Yes, they are. So, uh, the only thing standing between these evil people are us, parents, people who just want children to be children, to have that innocence, to... They've got the rest of their lives to deal with everything when, like, give them that small, very small amount of time. So it is up to every single one of us to keep talking about it. It isn't so much the elephant in the room now, especially no, no. say what you want about Sound of Freedom. I know the backstory. I know it was due out in 2018. They are reaching people that we could never imagine. You're seeing like full on progressive lefties coming out after seeing that movie completely shook and the fact that it was a true story. So it is now is the time people before no one would talk about it. It was the elephant in the room. You had to watch what you say in front of people. Now is the time. It is calling a spade a spade. Exactly. So now is the time. Get active. Start talking about it. If you're on the bus, drop something on the bus. Look what happened to Kim and Lucia on the train. Yeah. Just one little mention in a crowded place. You're on the bus. You're in the supermarket. Just one little comment to start. Plant a seed. Hey. Yeah. 
So what's next? You have a rally coming up. What date is that? It's in London. I'm going to come up. 13th of September. 13th of September. And like I said, we formed the coalition, now a UK coalition. So we've got about 20 groups in there so far. Fingers crossed we'll have representatives from all groups. This is parent-based, guys. Um, How does everyone find the coalition groups they need? Because I can post it on Liberty Tactics. I can put it in the Lou Collins radio show, Facebook page, Telegram. How do people connect with these groups, Kim? Where can they find out what group they need to be connected to? Okay, so it's still early days, guys. We're in the infancy of this. And obviously, I've been laid up two weeks. I've held everyone up. There is a page on Facebook called The Coalition Against the Indoctrination and Sexualization of Children in Schools. I know it's a bit of a mouthful. I'll but, link it you know, below. I'll link it in the, in, in the description below. So there's not very many people on there, but if you scroll, you'll see a list of all the groups that's connected so far. We need to update that list, and we also need to put the areas where these groups are mostly dealing with people. So we are a little bit behind. Um, if you want to subscribe to our website, publicchildprotectionwills.org, we will in, we will update people via that as well. And there will be a coalition tab on our website. So that's why you'll find the new universal leaflet that's going to go all around the UK. Um, we're going to be raising money to make sure all the groups got what they need. We've got six weeks to get going, guys. So... Um, Let's meet. Right, well, if there's time. anything you need from listeners, you know they all they kind of stood up at the podcastathon, and uh, and did really well. You know they're you know I know everybody here listening to this show supports you, even though there aren't as many as there used to be, thanks to the censorship. But whatever you guys can do to get the word out, download the leaflet that's uh, going to be going out for the, for the for the whole of the country. Make it into a flyer. Post it all over the place. Get involved, make conversation. If you're still a stand in the in a stand in a park group, mention it. Take a couple of the leaflets, print them off. That's all we can stand say. Stand together, moment. guys. Stand together. Book, book that time off. Thirteenth, did you say, or sixteenth? Thirteenth. Thirteenth of September, outside Parliament. Is that Prime Minister's questions? Or I believe it's probably their first Prime Minister's. Yeah, Prime Minister's questions. First one back first one back brilliant publicchildprotectionwales.org you can check out Kimberly's um groups on Facebook uh there's what is there there's educate what, what's the two groups what are the groups on Facebook uh, education or sexualization yeah and you've got too much too young which is the lovely Rebecca's yeah um, school gate campaign um uh, uh, concerns for RSE there's lots of groups on Facebook guys lots and lots of groups yeah get on there do something about it start having those conversations if you can get to London on the 13th please do so and uh, that's it Kim thank you as always and uh we'll be back probably tomorrow when Catherine's back thanks so much thank you lovely thank you so much You are not hidden There's never been a moment You were forgotten You are not hopeless 
I hear the whisper. 